Angels on the sideline, puzzled and amused. Why did father give these robots free will? Now they're all confused. Robot killing robot killing robot over pieces of the ground. Silly robots, give them thumbs of forge a blade. And when there's one, they're bound to divide it. Right in two. Thank you. Loitering in Wonderland, Westworld Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LAW Westworld Review. Oh, I tried to finish before the music did, but I failed. I'm a fucking failure. So I was listening to Tool. I do that to get myself prepared to speed talk through an entire episode of the show um, and every show. I, I listen to, you know, I'm a group of punk music. So I, uh, or, I'm not saying Tool is punk music. I'm just saying I either listen to Tool and it kind of gets me in the mood or I listen to punk music, like Strung Out, Bad Religion, something like that. To get my blood pumping, you know, I, get, I walk around the house and I, I sing really fast and I get really loud. And I try to get my voice ready because I do not stop talking on this show for even, I don't think I, sp- if I'm, unless I'm trying to think of someone's name and I get like, um, I don't really stop speaking for 20, 30 minutes. So I have to warm up. It's, it's my voice is my instrument and I have to keep it warm and loose, guys. I have to keep it warm and loose. That's right. It sounds very erotic when I say it that way. Right now I'm, I'm delicately holding the microphone with my index finger and thumb like it's like I'm. Like I'm scared to suck a cock, and it's like eh, I get, I guess I'll eh. like, like it's sticky. Like I don't know why I'm doing this. It's very weird, and I'm kind of balancing it. The cord pull keeps pulling it. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying this. Um, I I don't know why I did that tool thing in the beginning. It was just fun for me, and that's what I was listening to at the moment. And I was like, I want to replace that with a robot. And then I did that, and here we are. So today's episode is 103, The Stray. Um, it's episode five of this show. I don't, I'm gonna keep track of that. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. Anyway, so this one. Um, I just watched three of these episodes in a row, um, episode 103, 104, 105, so I know what's going to happen after this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feign interest in the suspense. Um, Bernard asked Dolores if, if she told anyone about the conversations. She says no. Um, he gives he gives her a book. It's Alice in Wonderland. Um, um, you're listening to Loitering in Wonderland. Um, so obviously I had a little bit of investment into this, in this scene because, you know, it's a book and I'm fond of, uh, anyway, um, she reads the quote in the book that's basically describes like every day is the same, but today's, I don't know. I wonder if I've been changed in the night. I don't, it's, it's this bizarre little passage in it. And then he's like, what do you feel about that? She's like, it seems like the other books that we've been reading about, they're about change. And Dolores asks where his son is. And he's like, nowhere you would understand. And then he like pauses. He's like, why do you ask me that? She's like, it's part of when you ask someone about themselves, it's like you're interested. And she's just like, and I feel I'm like, oh, this is how I feel about my life is when I, I have to act interested. I better ask them a personal question to make them think I'm not a robot. That's literally how I go through my everyday life. Like I only ask because I don't want you to be like, this guy's weird and only cares about himself. I don't care about myself. I don't care about myself at all. I just don't know how to have a conversation with people. I, I wasn't raised that way. I wasn't raised conversationally. I was raised like, uh, you go ahead and stay in this room and then that's what you do. And then I go out here and watch TV. That's that's my fucking life. That was my childhood. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to So Dolores, that's where her son is, like it says. And he's like, no, I'm, and he's, he, you know, he asked her why. And I'm like, what the fuck is, is Bernard up to? What is What is Jeffrey Wright's character doing? I feel like he's tinkering too heavily into their brains and he's trying to get them he's trying to get them to realize that they're humans in a way because that's what he seems to be doing with Dolores is is just tinkering enough to be like show me some humanity come on show me show me show me and I was like why why are you doing this you weird man um 
Dolores wakes up. She finds the gun in her underpants drawer. I purposely wrote underpants because I think it's funny. Um, but she finds the gun wrapped up, and then the next day it's not there. I don't know. It's just this little scene where it's like, is she seeing this? Or is it real? I don't know. What's her plan? Who put it there? I don't know. Lots of questions. Um, and then while they show this scene, you also see hear the man in black go, do you remember? And then we see the inside of the barn from the first episode where he takes her in there. He drags her in there. Um, this episode has a couple of references to that scene. That one scene is kind of the thread that ties everything together as far as Dolores goes, which Dolores ties the whole show together. So, yeah, it is a very integral part of the show, this one scene that they're not showing you. There's a reason they're not showing you what happened. And obviously we all know what fucking happened in there of some in some way. I don't know if we know that yet, so I'll get there when I get there. I have something to reveal in, my, in the episode 105 episode that you can't ignore if you're watching the show in any respects, even like with passive interest. It's kind of, I don't want to say obvious, but it... It comes up, and that is the character of William and how he ties in with Man in Black. I will. I don't want to talk about it yet. I'll, we'll get there in the 105 episode, um, the Contrapasso episode. I'm assuming it's it's pronounced. Anyway, so I'm not. I need to fucking hurry up, don't I? Um, William shoots a bandit, and then that killed some guys. He does this in town. Um, that is a big shootout. Doesn't fucking matter. He gets shot in the process. He falls down. He gets back up, and he kills the rest of the people. Um, they show the bullet wound in his chest and he basically just fell down because he got scared and it does make a little mark in you and then he shows logan and logan's like oh it wouldn't be wouldn't be fun if it wasn't kind of some sort of real you know and i was like what if he got shot in the fucking eye like i know it's a fake thing and it kind of just bounces off you but what if it shot you in the goddamn eyeball your goddamn eyeball is not that goddamn strong it's not it would explode it would fucking just explode your eyeball is full of goo it's just this little ball of liquids barely cased in it's like a like a hot dog or like a sausage how it has that weird little plasticky shell around it just to hold the meat together. You know what the fuck it's made out of? It's probably made out of like cow intestines. I don't know. But that's what your eyeball is. It's just waiting for like a little pinprick in it and then it just fucking explode. It's just, eyes are fucking gross. Anyway, this does not seem very safe. You think they just wouldn't fire. Like in the original movie, they're like, oh, it has a heat sensor and it won't shoot people. That's it. That's as far as they needed to go with it. And now it's like, it kind of shoots you. How the fuck did the man in black get shot so many times in the first episode and not even flinch? He's like, and he puts the gun in his fucking head and is like, hey, pull the trigger. And and, uh, he can't do it. And he's like, all right, well, Teddy can't do it. Okay, okay, what the fuck? Why? Why would he do that? Anyway, um, Elsie, is that her fucking name? Elsie? Yeah, Elsie. um, She shows Bernard. Bernard. She shows Bernard footage of uh, Walter in the first episode when he killed everybody in the saloon or wherever the hell they were. Um, he keeps, he's, she's like, he's talking to himself and he keeps talking to a man named Arnold and like, Arnold, I did this for you, Arnold. And then, um, she also reveals that all six of the people he killed, he, he killed six and he left three alive. And then she's like, all six of these people, we found out that he, they were part of old storylines and all six of them killed Walter. It's like he's holding a grudge. It's weird. And then at the end of the scene, you see the overhead footage of a stray robot running out into the desert and she's like, Oh, gotta go collect him. Um, they show Teddy. Um, and first of all, I swear, and I realize I've been listening to this a lot lately, and I mentioned at the beginning, this is a different album, but um, I'm pretty sure Lateralis is the soundtrack for this scene. It's very strange. It's like this, the uh, string quartet version of the Tool. Those They have a couple albums out like that. And it sounds like Lateralis, but it's, uh, anyway, this is a random, random thing. I don't know what the fuck is going with that. It's just a note I wrote in the moment. So Teddy, uh, in a human guy, 
or human. It's a it's a girl. They kill a guy for bounty, and then they tie him up to the post. They go inside the whorehouse. Maeve is like, you can't just do that, dude. What are you doing? And she sees Teddy's face, and she has a flashback to seeing his body in the lab from before, after when Teddy got killed by that random guy in her bar right next to him. Um, the human is standing there next to Teddy, and then the fucking pointy-faced vampire robot... Or, whore lady walks up to her, grabs her, takes her upstairs. I guess they're going to go scissor something, scissor some things. I don't know. Teddy, do, do lesbians really scissor? That seems unnecessary. <laughs> it seems like a tongue would work way better. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't fucking, I never know where I'm going with that. But scissoring is a real important issue in the men, on the minds of men. I, I think, I don't know if men really think lesbians scissor, but I can't imagine it would, it would work out too well. If, it seems like you would, I don't know. It just seems really aggressive and unnecessary and not very accurate. And certainly for both parties involved. Maybe one of you would get something out of it. I don't know. It just seems really unnecessary and stupid. If, you got, if, lesbian, if you're a lesbian out there and you scissor, let me know. You don't have to send photos or anything. I'm not a creepy weirdo. I am a creepy weirdo, but not about this sort of stuff. Um, Teddy, gives, Teddy goes outside. He gives a can to Dolores like he always does. And they fucking they go out in the desert. They have a chit-chat. And she's like, I want to go now. And he's like, oh, someday when I'm ready, when I get over my demons, my, my, my past. He's like so over the top. He's like, you know, I need to redeem myself and be a changing man. Someday we'll do it. And she's like, I don't want to hear someday. I wanna, that implies never. I want to go now, right now. And he's like, someday when I get over my past, my demons, oh, my demons. And then, you know, next scene. Um, they show a scene of the, basically the opening credits, how they, they make the robots out of these weird little laser things. They're sewing the eyeball and it's threading it. And it's like fucking hyper interesting. I could watch that just for an hour. It's, it's like slowly making the eyeball and then it shows Teddy's eye. And then Ford is talking to him about aspirations and what do you want out of life and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what if I told you all your memories are bullshit anyway? So it doesn't matter. And he tells him he's going to give him a new a small part in his new narrative about this villain called Wyatt. And he's, which is kind of based on truth. I guess I don't know. I don't care. I don't care about the old West that much. And um, he's like, "What do you What do you think about Wyatt?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know. I don't have any feelings about Wyatt." And he's like, "What about now?" And he uploads the thing to his memory, and he's like, "Well, Wyatt, that son of a bitch, and we were in the war together. He killed everybody. Hey, Wyatt, that son of a bitch." And blah blah blah. Anyway, it's kind of cool to watch him suddenly know everything about him. It was, it was interesting to watch that scene. Every scene in this show is interesting and kind of necessary in a certain way. And I've, I've, it's so rare when shows are like that. That's what makes Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, and The Wire, The Wire. It's like these, every scene feels complete. Even if it doesn't add to the plot, it adds to the characters. And this one really adds a lot to how the, the scientist guys, especially Robert Ford, how he relates to the robots and how they change. Not even just like mechanically how the robots work, but it doesn't. It does it in an order where, or in a way that you see how Ford deals with his own robots, his own creations. And he's not just like, here's your fucking memory, get out of here. He's more romantic about it. He's more like, what about now? And he likes to see that process, that, that, that shift in, in the change in Teddy's mind where he's like, oh yeah, that. And he's, I don't know, this is really small little things that I pick up on. I'm not saying that it's hard to find. I'm just saying I like it for that reason. I like to watch the, 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 the character moments. Those are the fun things for me. That's what makes great shows great. And Dexter, Dexter. Dexter is not a great show. It's not. It's just fucking not. It doesn't have any of these moments. It's just going through the motions the entire show. 
That's that's all it is. That's all it ever will be. Stop fucking lying to yourself. Dexter is a fine show. Don't get me wrong. It's fine. It's fun. It's, I hate most of the characters in the show because they don't seem believable. But this show has got like has grounded characters. There's some bad ones. I'll, I'll admit that Lee, the uh, British guy who yells, that's why he hasn't been in like three fucking episodes in a row. I think people went, oh no, he's terrible. I don't like him at all. So they kind of got rid of him. Hopefully he doesn't come back. I'm really sincere about that. I don't care for his character at all. I don't give a shit. He doesn't fit the show. I said that from moment one on this show. When they first introduced him, I'm like, this guy's from CSI. Get him the fuck out of here. Like, he's just way over the top. I get, and, and I feel the same about Elise. I like her character, or Elsie, excuse me. I like her. I just don't like the way she speaks. She speaks like, people swear, right? I guess she swears. So now she's a character, right? Guys, she's a, she's a girl, but she swears. It feels a little too simplistic she has more depth to her and she starts to reveal that in these episodes and that's i, I really like these episodes because they start going in the more into elsie's character um they don't start like going to the backstory or anything she just isn't as simplistic as she was before um and that is just getting her more screen time pretty much oh god damn the human uses uh rebus and his men what i don't know what the fuck that means Oh, this guy is, <laughs> I write my notes so simplistically that I don't know what they mean when I read them sometimes in, in a hurry. This Rebus and his men are standing there. There's a human with him, and he wants to rape a goddamn robot. And they start to go after Dolores, which they did in the first episode. And they reveal, you know, they find out she's too much work because Teddy's there. And they're like, I don't want, this is too much of a hassle. Let's go. And they go, they walk away to go heroically rape another robot. And, you know, they're, they're gone. Teddy teaches Dolores to shoot because of this, but she can't. She just literally can't pull the trigger. She's like, it's her in her brain, her robot brain, to not be able to pull the trigger. Um, men, some men show up and they tell Teddy about you know Wyatt and how he's in the area and they found him, so the, he runs off. The they show these men around a campfire and the and uh, this is when Elsie shows up and she's like, these men are in a loop, and it was it was this fucking hilarious scene because they realized they've been in a loop for like three days. Because the stray that ran off earlier, he was with them, and he was the only one authorized to handle the axe to get him firewood to do the fire. So they were just constantly waiting for firewood and being like, how come you don't go do it? Why don't you go do it? Ah, you go do it. But none of them are um, programmed to be authorized to touch this fucking axe. It was this hilarious moment. It wasn't like busting my guts, laughed, you know, bent over laughing, but it was like, oh, my God, that is, I love that idea that they're just... Because a human being would be like, holy shit, this is annoying. But a robot would just never know. They would never be like, they're not aware of time in the same way we are. Um, we're humans, right? You guys are humans? I'm putting this on another robot. I don't know. I don't know. You figured out, Eric. Your phone's a fucking robot. Um, but you know what I mean? It, they, they're just stuck in this loop, and they don't give a shit that they're stuck in the loop. The fact that you're stuck in a loop would, would drive a human insane. It would drive you insane. It's the plot of the movie Groundhog Day. You would go fucking nuts. Bill Murray would go insane if he was, if he was here. But, um, and he starts to in that movie. But I love that idea. And then they find out that the stray, before he left, he starts, he's carving all these animals, and he's carving the symbol and everything. They don't know what it means. Elsie steals one of them. Um, anyway, Teddy and the group stumble upon these rotting bodies and trees, I don't, and I was fascinated with this because I'm like, how are the bodies rotting? I don't understand how this, how the robots work. Like they can just rot. I don't, because they're robots, they're not real, but I guess they're kind of made to replicate flesh. And I started thinking about it 
in one of the later episodes in 105, and I'm like, if they cut open a human, because, you know, there's six sons of bitches, what if they just cut open a, one of the humans or one of the one of the robots? And they're just like, oh, that's a robot. But then I realized the beginning, the opening sequence is done purposely so you, you see that it's they look like humans pretty much on the inside. They They literally fill them so it looks like bones. And then fill it with guts and shit. I don't know if they have organs. I don't. Maybe they're not trained. Like they're not given the knowledge of anatomy. I don't know. It would make sense to, to do that. <sighs> anyway, um, one of the guys in the trees is alive. They get into a shootout. They run off. Uh, blah blah blah. Teddy runs away. He's going to go after what's his name some more. Wyatt. Um, Ashley suggests that the carving on the little thing that Elsie has is Orion. Uh, Ashley is um, the one guy, by the way, the Hemsworth guy, Luke Hemsworth, the least successful of the Hemsworth brothers. Um, yeah, he's he's his name is Ashley. I just get over that fact. I'm not going to even make fun of it because I know a guy's name Ashley, and who gives a shit? It's a fucking name. Anyway, back in the old west, that was just a guy's name, Ashley. Um, she, but he goes, all right, this is what I'm talking about with Elsie. She, they don't write her very well. He goes, that's Orion. It's a star. It's a, it's a system. It's a star system. What the fuck are they called? Constellation. There we go. Holy shit. That was legit. I could not think of that word. And she goes, what are you, Gala fucking Leo? And I'm like, oh, come on. No, that's, that's stupid. Don't, don't be stupid. <laughs> that's so unnecessary. Just, just write a line of dialogue. <laughs> Why can't you? That's so stupid. Why she's not an idiot? I don't understand. She she gets like so crass with things. So uh, anyway, so they show Ford. He's in the, he's in the lab. The scientist guy has a has a blanket over one of the one of the naked robots, and he's like, "What do you think they have? They think they care? They think they're modest?" And he cuts the robot's face open. He's like, "He doesn't feel anything. They're not real." And the guy's is like, "What? Okay." So he's like, they're not fucking people. I don't give a shit. You know, he's like, I'm just, and I was like, if I was that lab guy, I'd be like, I don't want to look at fucking swinging dongs all day. Shrivel up old balls. You made him so realistic. I just feel like I'm looking at a real dick all day. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not into that. And even if I were, even if you're super gay and kudos to you for being super gay, I don't know how you achieve that status, but the point is I don't. Okay, let's just say it's a vagina, and it's a nice vagina. It's the nicest vagina you've ever seen. I don't want to stare at it all day. I'm sorry. It's, it becomes less special. It's the, it's the reason teenagers nowadays are so, like, they're, are, we're fucked in, in the reproductive department. They can't keep it up because they watch so much goddamn porn. They, just, they are desensitized to everything physical. I don't want to stare at a nice vagina all day because I'd be like, well, then when I see a real one that I can actually have sex with, and I'm like, eh, I see them all day. It doesn't matter. I don't, this isn't so special. This isn't that great. You know what I mean? I don't want to, I just don't want to, no matter what, there's no scenario I want to stare at that all day. And I realize it sounds very strange to say that, but it's true. I just, it's, it's not good. It's really not. <sighs> there was a swinging dong later on that Elsie has to deal with, and it is something. We'll get there, though. It's in a couple episodes. There is a huge black cock in this show. And, uh, yeah, it makes you think think some things. Yep. So Bernard tells Ford about the robots. <clears throat> he tells Ford about the robots hearing Arnold's voice, that is, like the, 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 that they're talking to him. And then they, they do, Anthony Hopkins tells him this flashback, tells him of this memory, and it says, like, this weird, creepy flashback Tron Legacy thing, like when Jeff Bridges had Tron Legacy and they did the 
little dots on his face, and they made him look younger. They do that with Anthony Hopkins. It's very creepy. Um, but Arnold, like, he goes over Arnold's thing and how he liked robots better than people. He envisioned this pyramid of how they make their brains work. And the bottom was memory. Above that was improv- improvisation. Above that was self-interest. And then at the top, he goes, he's like, and then at the top. And he's like, what? And he's like, he didn't finish. We don't know. He, he talks about the how he basically wanted to use this thing where people think that the the voice in their head is like the voice of God because they don't know any better. He's like, I thought that was outruled or proven wrong. He goes, yeah, for our brains, but not for building an artificial brain. And I was like, yeah, good point. <clears throat> it really is just a good point. So I love the writing in the show. I think they really got some scientists involved here. The He goes, the only vestige that remains of the old way was this voice command used to control them. And that's a major fucking clue if you're watching the show. It really lets you know what the men in black did to Dolores' brain. And may probably to Maves or whatever the fuck. Maybe that the violent ways have violent ends, whatever that is. That's the old command. Because that's what he says to... I assume that's what he says to Dolores. And, or no, that's what the dad says to Dolores. And Dolores, that's when it, that, that unlocked Dolores. And Dolores told Maeve, that unlocked Maeve. So you have to assume that's the old one of the old commands. Anyway, so Arnold, they revealed, um, Anthony Hopkins reveals that Arnold died in the park. And then Ford warns Bernard not to make the same mistakes that Arnold did and not to take him seriously, that they are just robots. And then he knows his son is dead. His son's dead, though. And he's like, don't make the same fucking mistakes. They're not real human beings. They don't feel anything. They're not. They're fucking robots. I can't imagine some. I can't imagine idiots working there knowing 100% that they're robots because, you know, you see them get killed every fucking day of your life, pretty much, for the most part. Teddy dies every goddamn day. Um, Maeve apparently dies every third day. But I can't imagine you would go... This is a robot. I've seen him die 6,000 times. But I think there's a person in there. Like, not literally, but, like, I think he feels and he knows. Because it seems like Bernard is trying to make them feel this way instead of just thinking that from the beginning. He's like, I don't think... I know they're robots. Oh, come on, Dolores. Don't you feel sad? Don't you feel shitty that you have to die every day? You get raped all the fucking time. Dolores is there. So that people kill her dad, who's an old gunslinger, and then kill the mom, and then rape Dolores. That is, they state that on the show, that's why she's fucking there. That's why her entire existence is there. So they kill Teddy, and then they fuck her. They fuck her brains out. She's there to get raped. Dolores is there to get raped. They reveal she's the oldest oldest robot. Oh my God, that's psychopathic. That is so fucking scary that, that this exists in this reality. But here we are. Anyway, um, Bernard is talking to his ex-wife on this uh, creepily up-to-date and fast, um, basically, uh, what's it called? This video chat. I don't know. I, I chat. What the fuck? I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. Um, what's the one with the, the other one? Anyway, I can't, I can't think of words right now. Um, she, they're talking about their dead son. They show you know, a, couple, a couple scenes of him, him dying in the hospital bed. They don't really go into any dialogue. It's all like during the conversation you hear over it. And... <clears throat> she wants to forget about it, and he's like, I don't want to forget because the pain is all he has left of him. And that is exactly how I feel about bad things and things that aren't the way they should be is that is what makes life worth living. It's the it's the Jason Lee thing and Vanilla Sky. He's like, the sweet, the bittersweet is what, ma-. he's like, the sweet and sour is what makes the bitter, the sweet, 
The bitter is what makes the sweet more real, whatever the fuck he says. I don't remember what he says. I'm going to blank when I lost for words here. But he's basically saying that the shitty parts is what is that's what makes the bad, the great parts worth worth them. Because it's like uh, suffering for your art. It's it's the if you get everything handed to you and everything's easy, you're never going to appreciate it. You you just won't. It's a fact. It's human nature. It's just how it is. It's you have to retain this this pain so that you know when things are good that they're good. Otherwise, you have nothing to compare it to. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say, and I'm going to keep moving on. Um, Elsie and Ashley, they find the stray that they're looking for. He's down below. It's dark out. He's bleeding. I thought it would be like the Truman Show where they could just flip on a light in the sky and then just go on them, but I guess not. I guess they're really out in the wild, so makes sense, I guess. Um, well, you know, to be fair... Ed Harris is in this show, and this show is very similar to Truman Show in a way, where it's just like they're all not aware of this world that's that, well, not being televised, but being lived around them. Everything's a lie. They're all actors. They just don't know it. Um, so it's kind of like everybody's Truman. And, you know, Ed Harris is all-knowing in both. He doesn't play Kristoff in this, but he's very similar. Anyway, um, he's down below. The, the robot is. He's bleeding. I don't know why. He's clawing. He's clawing at some shit, and he looks like a zombie. It's very weird. <laughs> I don't know where they're going with this yet. Um, they cut to Teddy's group. They're all ambushed, and then Teddy gives a gun to that girl who's a human and then tells her to run off. Um, Wyatt shows up, and then none of his men will die. It's like they program Wyatt's men. They're all in like these costumes to be... It's like the bullets from the robots won't kill them. I almost feel like it's the humans have to kill them, in a way. Maybe that's just literally how they programmed them. I don't know. It seems like the same bullets to me. So Dolores tells Bernard that there are two versions of her. Well, the, she says this, like, stream of consciousness, and he's just like, what? I don't know if it's consciousness with a robot, but and she's like, I don't know. There aren't two versions of me. She says this unprovoked, and she's like, when I discover who I am, I will then be free. And he's like, why do you say that? She's like, I don't know. I just said it, motherfucker. What do you got a problem with it? And she gets real thug, and she like punches him in the face and cuts his cuts his cheek a little. And, no, not really. Anyway, back at the farm, back at her farm, um, Rebus, who's also in The Walking Dead, this actor is also in The Walking Dead new season. So he's just, he's killing it right now. He's in two of the best shows on TV. I personally don't think The Walking Dead is one of the greatest shows on TV, but I'm gonna go ahead and vote with uh, or just use your everybody else's um, judgment. I like The Walking Dead a lot, but it's it's something else. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's frustrating. Anyway, that's it's neither here here nor there. Um, Rebus is killing her parents. Um, he takes her into the barn the same way that um, the Man in Black did. Maybe that's exactly why the Man in Black did this. He throws her in the hay. Um, she reaches over. She grabs the gun. She hid it there because the Man in Black, you know, told her in her brain. When the whistle remember, and he basically told her to do that. Um, so she hit it there, and then she pulls it out, and she, he's like, "What's the matter? Can't shoot." <laughs> and then he turns into the man in black, and he's and she's like, "It's okay, do it." And then she shoots, and then it shoots Rebus in the neck, and she kills him. And then she goes out, and she runs away on horseback. Run? I don't know how you run on horseback. The horse runs away with her on it. How about that? That works. That works a little better. The stray. Gets free, attacks Ashley, knocks him over, cl climbs up the rope, which is hilarious to watch. And then it goes to kill um, Elsie, 
And I was like, oh, they're already doing this in episode three? Holy shit. Like, calm down. And then you're like, oh, no. Because then he picks up a rock and you're like, ah. And he goes to smash her, but then he starts smashing his own skull. And I was like, is he just crushing his own brain to ruin it? I assume. I assume that's what's going on. I don't know. I would have to assume that's what's going on. And my, I guess what I kind of think is happening is he worked for the man in black. Um, I guess the man in black. Um, this is my theory. I'm not spoiling anything. This is all 100% theory that he was working for the man in black because he had the same map thing. And then he was looking where the snakes, blah, blah, blah. The thing that the man in black was following. And then, I don't know. I, I'm guessing he did that to smash his brain in. I'm guessing the man in black programmed that, him to do that so that he couldn't reveal secrets of what the man in black did to his brain or his chips or what the fuck is in his head. I'm guessing that's what, why it happened. I don't know. I have no idea. But then Dolores runs, and then they show her fall into William's arms, and he's by a campfire. Then she passes out, and then that's how the episode ends. <sighs> Holy shit. I am out of breath from speaking that much. That was 28 minutes. Oh, my God. This is way too long. I apologize. I went off topic a lot in this one. So, guys, in the next time... No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Go to LAWstudios.com, Lording Wonderland on YouTube. Go subscribe there. I'm going to keep this real short and simple. <sighs> Lording Wonderland, YouTube, subscribe. Um, rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel. I don't, donate money. Please donate money. I'll suck your fucking... Anyway, um, go check it out on all those things and rate and review. And... Until next time, and in the meantime, I am Phoenix West. So long, citizens of Westworld.